0: The world's smallest skyscraper was the result of a piece of real estate deception. We'll talk all about it on this week's episode of The Internet Says It's True. Well, hey there and welcome to The Internet Says It's True, where every week we learn something that sounds made up but is really true. We're still doing this part of the WCBE podcast experience. My name is Michael Kent. This is episode 164. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, And this week, we're going to chat all about the world's littlest skyscraper. I got a message from a listener about our story two weeks ago. This was the story about Edgar Allan Poe and Cooping and how he died. I'm going to read that message to you. I'm not going to read all of it because it was very long, but it says, here we go, quote, Any number of people could have had it in for Poe. He was a sociopathic literary imposter and a massive plagiarist, just as Thomas Dunn English, who knew him well, said he was. He wasn't the real author of The Raven, and his claim to its authorship was a brazen scam. The poem's premiere was submitted anonymously to American Review under the pseudonym Quarles by the true author, Matthew Franklin Whittier, younger brother of poet John Greenleaf Whittier. A couple things. um, End quote, by the way. End quote. Uh, A couple things. First off, I can't really speak to the truth of any of this because it's clear that Poe had enemies in his life and Thomas Dunn English was one of them. A man who Poe sued and won against in a libel suit. But secondly, I was curious who this person was who sent this message. And this is what I got from their profile. This is literally what the person's profile says. Quote, My work, beginning with the release of my documentary, In Another Life, Reincarnation in America... And my research into my own 19th century past life as Matthew Franklin Whittier is intended to bring the subject of reincarnation to the attention of the public in such a way that it cannot so easily be dismissed or ignored. So, end quote. So, this guy left a comment on my podcast about Matthew Franklin Whittier being ripped off by Poe because he believes that he was Matthew Franklin Whittier in a past life. This is amazing. This guy is going through life avenging his enemies from his past life and i'm gonna leave it there but holy crap that's a new one a man just living his life just avenging anyone who wronged him in his past life Uh, by the way if you want to see all that i posted it in the patreon so you can see it there uh speaking of patreon you can become a tizziter for as little as one dollar a month and get access to all the stuff there i am once again asking for your financial support it's at patreon.com michael kent uh so patreon and then just my name uh, you know patreon.com slash Michael And for that you get stickers, access to you know ad-free episodes, videos of me talking to guests every week, and more. So with that said, you know what time it is.
1: Get on with it. Yes, get on with it! Yeah!
0: There's a legend about the Viking Eric the Red. When he was exiled from Iceland, he ended up in Greenland, but at the time it wasn't called that. He was there with his ships and family and servants, but he wanted to entice other Norse settlers to come from Iceland to Greenland. And the legend goes that he named it Greenland so it would be enticing to the settlers, despite more than 80% of the island being covered in ice. It worked, and thousands of new settlers came to Greenland on 25 ships. Only 11 of the ships actually made it, and when the Norse settlers got there, they saw that there was no green land to farm. They got scammed. But somehow, we're still able to establish a couple settlements anyway. It's really one of the first recorded cases of real estate fraud in history. Then there's the story of the man named George C. Parker. He was a famous con man who would go around selling public landmarks to his victims. At different points in his life, he supposedly fraudulently sold Grant's Tomb, the Statue of Liberty, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and Madison Square Garden and famously sold the Brooklyn Bridge several times to multiple people. The folks thought they had bought control of the access to the bridge. At one point, someone even got arrested after trying to erect a toll booth on their newly purchased Brooklyn Bridge. And if you're wondering, yes, that is where we get the expression, if you believe that I've got a bridge to sell you, from George C. Parker in New York. And you've heard of a Ponzi scheme, right? Well, the original Ponzi was a con man who devised all kinds of schemes to defraud people out of their money. But one of the most famous was in 1925 when he bought a bunch of Florida swampland outside Jacksonville and sold lots to investors as prime Florida land. Investors bought the land and couldn't do anything with it. So obviously our story today deals with a case of fraud and to be specific, a scheme to defraud people investing in a piece of property, the newbie McMahon Building. It's known better As the world's littlest skyscraper when the building was completed it was reportedly a complete embarrassment to the residents of wichita falls texas we'll talk about it after a quick break ready to take your videos and podcasts to the next level use real music from real artists in your content as a content creator myself and let's face it most of us are in some way content creators these days I'm always struggling to figure out a way to use music in my videos and podcasts without wanting to get my stuff taken down because of copyright claims. There are a few ways you can go about it, but I found this really great site, Thematic. When you go to Thematic, you can get access to free creative assets, sound effects, and copyright free music in exchange for promotion. It's a really great deal and it's super easy to use. You can sign up for free at hellothematic.com. You should check this out. It's actually pretty cool. Avoid copyright claims and keep 100% of your ad revenue with our claim-free experience. Songs are instantly matched to your content themes, saving creators valuable time searching for, you know, the music that's just right. So once again, check it out for yourself go to hellothematic.com or just use the deals link in the show notes. There was a time that humans used 100% organic products as healing balms and moisturizers for their skin. Well, I've partnered with an awesome company that wants to get back to those times. Fatco sells organic and responsibly made tallow-based skincare products. For centuries, humans used tallow in skin moisturizers and healing balms, but unfortunately, the topical application of these fats... Seem to stop around the same time that animal fats stopped being considered part of a healthy diet. A lot of modern skincare products do more harm than good by stripping your skin of its natural oils. Let's change that. You can try them out now at fatco.com and get 15% off your order by using my promo code internet. Go to the internet deals for the link. If you love listening to this podcast every week and you want to show your support, that would mean a great deal to me. You can do that by becoming a Patreon member. We've got members at all levels, whether you want to pledge $1 a month or $10 a month. Just think about the value that you receive from this show. And if you like the histories and the stories that you learn about or the jokes that you hear, and if you think that they're worth it, consider signing up for that. You get every episode ad free and a week early access to bonuses, like the unedited videos of the guest appearances and 20% off all merchandise. You can sign up today at patreon.com slash Michael Kent. That's patreon.com slash Michael Kent. Wichita Falls, Texas, is a small to mid-sized city with a population of about 104,000. It's home to Shepherd Air Force Base, which is notable because it's the largest Air Force training base. The town was founded on the site of a large Choctaw settlement by cattle ranchers and people who were drawn to the waterfall on the Wichita River. It became a city built on different industries, including food processing and retailing, flour milling, railroads, cattle, banking and most importantly, oil. A petroleum reservoir had been discovered just north of the city in 1912, and a sort of boom happened with 20,000 new settlers moving in over the next six years. Between 1910 and 1920, the population went from 8,000 to 40,000, and some of them were becoming instant millionaires from this oil boom. In addition to the new homes going up everywhere, there was a severe need for office space. There were reportedly people setting up tables and chairs on the sidewalk and doing business deals on street corners. One of the offices in the downtown area was the Newbie Building, built by Augustus Newby decades earlier. It was across the street from the popular St. James Hotel and nearby the city's rail station. This is where we meet our con man, J.D. McMahon. J.D. McMahon was an oil man and promoter who had his own oil rig construction company. He recognized the town's need for office buildings and saw it as an opportunity so going into 1918 he started looking for investors for a brand new addition to the newbie building an annex it would be a skyscraper which was incredibly special and rare for the time the world's tallest structure at that time was the eiffel tower at 984 feet the tallest building at the time was the woolworth building in new york city which was 792 feet But there were only five buildings in the world that were taller than 500 feet, all of them in the U.S. McMahon's skyscraper would be 480 feet, making it the sixth tallest building in the world. That plot of land at the corner of 7th Street and LaSalle in downtown Wichita Falls would be a true wonder of the time, and people would come from far and wide just to see it, let alone rent an office. Everyone was eager to invest. They needed the office space. They had the money. And soon, McMahon had collected $200,000 in investments as startup capital for the project. That's the equivalent to something like $3.4 million in today's money, by the way. Investors were shown the plans for the high-rise building, and they signed off on them. Then the construction began. McMahon used his own construction crews and equipment to build it. It's a neoclassical-style red brick and cast stone building that looked very similar to the original plans the investors saw with one major difference. When it was completed, the skyscraper was not 480 feet. It was 40 feet, just four floors. There were a few legal issues. Firstly, apparently McMahon hadn't gotten permission from the owner of the lot to even build there. But the issue that everyone was talking about were all these investors who got conned. They had given money for a skyscraper, not a small office building. Or had they? The court case revealed the con that McMahon had run. Remember how I told you the investors signed off on the building plans before giving their money? McMahon was able to show the judge that the building plans listed very clearly that the building was not to be 480 feet, but 480 inches. The lawsuits from investors began immediately. And the investors lost the case and their savings, save for a little bit of money they won back from the elevator company who had refused to build once... They saw that it wouldn't fit the building. In fact, this tiny new building known as the Newbie McMahon Building didn't have an elevator or stairs. The only way to get to the upper three floors was with a ladder. When they installed staircases inside, those staircases took up 25% of the building's interior. The bottom floor had room for just six desks, one desk for each of the six companies that would be the building's original tenants. But four of those companies moved out through the next decade, the building only had two tenants using it. Locals were embarrassed by the tiny office building, but someone from out of town took note. Robert Ripley, who had made his name with the famous Ripley's Believe It or Not publications, wrote about this debacle and called the newbie McMahon building the world's littlest skyscraper. The name stuck. Soon after the building was erected, the Texas oil boom ended and people stopped moving to Wichita Falls. Now the population didn't decrease, but it slowed dramatically and there was much less need for all this office space. The newbie McMahon Building was boarded up and became vacant for years. It survived a fire, multiple tornadoes, and even survived part of its wall caving in. None of the tenants had a long stay in the rundown tiny office building. Today, the newbie McMahon Building still stands tall, 40 feet tall, in Wichita Falls. It's changed hands multiple times and has been bought and sold for much less than the money that was raised to erect it back in 1919. It's been restored as recently as 2005, and it now houses a used furniture and decor store called Hello Again. The world's littlest skyscraper is listed on the National Register of Historic Places and has been declared an official Texas historic landmark. So what happened to the con man who told people this building would be 480 feet and then kind of secretly made it 480 inches. What happened to him? Well, after he won his court case against the investors, he disappeared and was nowhere to be found. His con was a success and its legacy lives on in the form of a curious roadside oddity, the world's littlest skyscraper. The internet says it's true. It's time for Yap Yap with me and a friend, and this week we're talking to Jimmy Mack. Jimmy is the head writer at Shadowbox Live, which is a sketch comedy and rock and roll theater in Columbus, Ohio. He's also the author of the book, "Daddies Shouldn't Break Dance. What's going on, Jimmy? Good to see you.
1: How are you, Michael? It is always great to see you. Did you see I dressed up for you tonight?
0: Thank you. You put on a blazer? Yeah, and... I just, I Googled what writers wear and this <laughs> came up. So. You have elbow patches? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So, how I, are you? I'm good. I'm good. We we changed the, uh, we we titled this segment this week or last week to yap yap with me and a friend because of a, a bad comment that I got uh, where someone said, you know, I just want to hear the topic advertised enough yap yap with you and your friend. So, oh,
1: right. Do you have to pay them for, for uh, giving you that name? I'm
0: not paying them anything. I'm paying them the <laughs> fact that now they know that I'm listening. I'm, I pay okay, attention okay, to my good, comments good. And, I'm, and I take note. Um, I'm not bitter. It's just, you know.
1: Clearly, clearly.
0: You don't get a lot of feedback as a podcaster. So the, the, the little feedback I do get, I really take to heart. So, I see. So what's new with you, man? What have you been up to this, this week? Oh, this now, week I has been crazy. Month, where, uh, I haven't seen you since, what, July.
1: It has. Yeah. July. I went and saw your show, which was fabulous, by the way. Thank you. Me and Eric Dittleman. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're right now putting together our annual fundraiser. We're rehearsing for our holiday shows. We're performing a awesome Queen and Led Zeppelin tribute show. It's uh, so it's busy as usual.
0: The Queen and Led Zeppelin is called. Is that one? Is it Thunder and Lightning? Is that what Yes. Called? Thunder and Lightning. Thunder and yeah. Lightning. So cool. Um, I wish I had the time to go and see that show because I've heard from multiple people that it's just awesome.
1: Yeah, so, I am I, I have no part in it, so I can say unequivocally unequivocably it is incredible. Good. I can't say unequivocally, but, but I can, can say, say that, that it's, it's incredible.
0: incredible. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Well, it's good <laughs> to see you. Good to have you here. Um, now, as always, for the first question of the show, we play for a joke. So if you get it wrong, you got to tell me a joke. If you get it right, I'll tell you a joke. Uh, so okay. here's the question the newbie mcmahon building in wichita falls texas is also known as what a the building with the most doors b the world's littlest skyscraper or c the world's first mcdonald's so those are your choices the newbie mcmahon uh, building wichita falls texas i'm gonna go with a the most doors. The building with the most doors. The answer: the world's littlest skyscraper. Oh, <laughs> Believe it. it or not, there's no way you would know this. Um, this is a totally obscure thing. Um, no, I should know this, Michael. <laughs> okay, well now you do. Uh, <laughs> don't get don't get upset. It's just a game. I'm not. <laughs> None of this matters. None of this matters. <laughs> the results are are uh, you know a joke. Uh, we should play for money. Then people would get really mad at me. <laughs> yeah. So this building, it's actually a really funny story of of fraud this dude sold uh investors on a 480 foot building in 1918 it was in, it then he built it the next year he he got a bunch of people to pay him hundreds of thousands of dollars and when it was erected uh it was 40 feet tall and so four four floors and and the investors are right. like what the hell what's going on well it turns out uh, on all of the documents that they signed, like the plans, when he was showing them the plans, he wrote 480 inches. And, oh wow! Um, got away with it. They all sued him, and he won in court because he was able to show the judge that uh, I, you know, these people signed off on 480 inches, and uh, it worked. So that's a real uh,
1: spinal tap move.
0: It, it, yeah it, it really is it really is 18 inch Stonehenge right, uh, right. yeah so the guy got away with it and uh, you owe me a joke
1: okay um, well this is one of my favorites it's a Bob Newhart joke he says um, I don't like country music but I would never denigrate people who do and if you do like country music denigrate means put down
0: <laughs> love it I like that a lot Um, You'll notice that as you're watching the zoom uh, window, that it's laggy. Don't worry about that. That's just a thing that's happening with my computer right now. (laughs) with Zoom. Our audio (laughs) is fine. So we're going to just keep going. Um, Now I did find a joke that um, I wanted to tell this week and I'm going to tell it anyway, even though you got that wrong. Um, uh, The joke just made me laugh when I read it. So one day there was a man named Don, he was walking on top of a fence and he slipped. And when he slipped, The fence split him in half, right up the middle, but miraculously, each half of Don survived. Each half got up, started hopping away, and essentially started living separate lives. The left half, more prone to rational thought, spent most of its time in libraries, got an accounting gig, and the right half was more creative, picked up painting, and taught pottery at the local community college. On top of the spectacle of a man split in half, the the townsfolk couldn't believe how rarely they saw both halves of dawn at the same place. Nobody could think of a time when they saw both halves of Don in the same time in the same place. So one day, half a man walks into a bar. The left half of Don, always punctual, walked into the local watering hole precisely at 8 p.m. He ordered a shot of whiskey, which the bartender poured for him. At 8.01, the right half of Don wandered in, sat down, asked for a beer, and nodded to his other half, which nodded back. As the bartender poured him the beer, the left half of Don took his shot, left just enough time to, or just enough money to cover the bill. He left precisely at 8.02. The bartender was astounded. He was the first person to see the two halves interact since the incident. As it dawned on him how rare this was, the bartender exclaimed a little louder than he wanted to, Hold Don here just for one minute. Oh my god. Oh. you are you are
1: the king of ten minute setups. You know that, I right? I
0: love long setups for puns. <laughs> I love and I had never heard this one. I thought I heard them all. You know? It's a oh, it's a great. knickknack, Patty Black, give the frog alone and uh, super calloused, fragile mystic hexed by halitosis, uh, you know, top of the ninth base is loaded. I know all of the long pun jokes I had never seen. Well, hold on here for just one minute. So I was super excited to see that today. That's
1: great. And you, and you almost threw me for a loop because you had the bartender say it dawned on him. So I was like, oh, here's the punchline. <laughs> like, oh, you just kept going.
0: Yeah. And I when I first started reading it, I was like, 100 percent, the punchline is going to be something about being all right. You know, like that's what those jokes generally will lead to. So, my gosh, we should move on. Uh, Question number two. And for this one, we're going to play for an admission of the best thing we've ever written. So if you get it wrong, you've got to share the best thing you think that you've written. If you get it right, I'll share mine. Our story is about the world's smallest skyscraper. The world's tallest skyscraper is the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. When it was dedicated in 2010, it beat out the previous record holder, which was what building was it a one world trade center in new york b autograph tower in jakarta indonesia or c taipei 101 in taipei taiwan i will guess the autograph tower the autograph tower is incorrect the answer is taipei 101 in taipei why didn't you know this i can't believe you didn't know this
1: I know. I, I'm so. This is, this is right up my alley, you know. And these just, are hard questions
0: anything. this week. But mostly, I just want to. I want you to answer all the questions that are like the stakes, you know. So I want. Uh-huh. I, I want to learn about the best thing you've ever written. Before you say that, um, Taipei 101 is 1,667 feet tall. So 1667. Wow. The Burj Khalifa is over a uh, thousand feet taller than that. It's 2,717. Oh So not quite a thousand, but almost a thousand feet more Uh, since 2010. However, there have been uh, so many more tall skyscrapers built that Taipei 101 is now the 11th tallest building. So that just happened in, you know, 13 years. So, yeah, it it was the first it was the tallest building in the world for a, a period of time up until 2010. Then it was Burj Khalifa. Now it's 11th because so many other buildings are taller, including one World Trade Center in New York. So. Crazy, yeah. um, A lot of tall buildings. But what's crazy is that, like, had this guy built this 480 foot tall building back in 1919, it would have been the sixth tallest building in the world at 480 feet. Because skyscrapers started in like the 1880s. So,
1: are you are you afraid of heights? Uh,
0: no, I don't think I am. Uh, Yeah, I'm not either. I, I love heights. With that said, you love heights.
1: I do. I like you know. I like if I can go up to the top of the skyscraper and like look over out the city. I I like love doing that stuff.
0: Wow. You know what's crazy? Um. I don't have I don't have any problem with heights, but if you show me one of those YouTube videos that's like the um, the, right, the, right. the the people climbing on on the top of buildings without any support. Yeah, that that's I, that, a I, I that. am I am afraid of falling. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I am afraid of falling. It's it's so strange. My palms. Are sweaty right now, just talking about that. Oh but wow! I have a very strong physical, like physiological response to that to that happening. Interesting. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, because like I said, I'm I'm not afraid of heights. There has there's been one time in my life that I was afraid of heights, and it was in a really weird spot. Um, it was in the the St. Louis Arch. So the St. Louis. Oh Arch, yeah, I've been up there. Yeah, you get in this yeah. tiny little egg yes little like like mork from orc egg that you get in. it was built for people from the 1800s and like your knees (laughs) are touching and you get up there and that part i was fine with but when we got up there the platform that you stand on it's totally enclosed there's kids running around but when you get to the edges of it and it's probably 50 feet wide or long 50 feet long from side to side when you get to the edges of it you can start to feel the the arch of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you can start to feel where, and that's the part that freaked me out, even though there's no <laughs> way there's a wall there. Like you can't go anywhere, but that right. was the part that freaked me out because I felt like I was going to slide down the arch or something. So that was a little, little weird. Um, all right. So you're, you're over to um, yeah. because these are hard questions this week. And, uh, I'm glad that you're a good sport about it because they're not getting any easier. Uh, okay. <laughs> they're all obscure, but they're good. Uh, this one, is there
1: like a, a Marx Brothers question, or anything you want to <laughs> nothing ask? Nothing about
0: nothing about comedy okay. writing, nothing about back okay. dancing. Right. Uh, cool. I apologize for all of that. Uh, my lack of b-boy questions. Um, <laughs> for this question, we're going to play for a sticker. I was literally just talking about this with my next door neighbor um, before I came down here and recorded. Wichita Falls, Texas, has a 54-foot waterfall on the Wichita River, but the waterfall is man-made. The question is why. Was it A, because the original waterfall got destroyed in a flood, B, because the original waterfall ran dry, or C, there were never any waterfalls in Wichita Falls?
1: Ooh, C sounds like the, the really wrong answer, so I'm going to go with C because it probably is the really <laughs> wrong answer.
0: The answer. <laughs> the original yeah, waterfall right. got destroyed in a flood. Um, so...
1: <laughs> I almost went there, and then I was like, the other one sounded too absurd, so I had to go with it.
0: Yeah, here's the sad part: Wichita Falls was like founded in 1876, and the flood that destroyed the falls was in 1886. So the falls, Wichita Falls, were only there for ten years. Oh man! (laughs) I mean, it was in the
1: name for God's sake.
0: Yeah. So a flood came through, destroyed the falls. I think the falls were actually on the Wichita River. So, and then for a hundred years, there were visitors coming to want to visit Wichita Falls and see the falls but then there was never any falls so they're like we need to <laughs> do this we need to build something so they built a fake 54 foot high waterfall next to the river and it empties into the river so it's not wow. in the river itself it's like next to the river um, It's it, it circulates 3,500 gallons per minute so it's a pretty big deal 54 foot high waterfall with different tiers of stone um, but <laughs> yeah it's Great. it would be pretty funny if they built one because there were never any waterfalls it would be the same story right it'd be it'd be a hundred years of people coming like <laughs> where right. are the yeah, falls? Exactly. <laughs> well unfortunately you don't get a sticker because that's what we play for for question three and uh, i didn't even answer what i
1: well my favorite thing i i've
0: written was oh we oh that's right we need to get back to that what was the favorite thing that you've ever written
1: probably well i mean you know i've written a lot i've been head writer there for 26 years now, I think, 27 years. So um, it's kind of hard, but I think I would say probably Underland, which was a musical I wrote in 2013. And, uh, you know, I write a lot of comedy, but I got to get really dark with that one. And it was, I really enjoyed that.
0: Underland, was this the Alice in Wonderland one?
1: Yeah. So it was a retelling of that story with a Vietnam vet going through San Francisco in 1967 and all the music, it was a jukebox musical. So all the music was from that year and it's amazing year for music.
0: Where did you get the idea to pair a Vietnam vet returning to Alice in Wonderland?
1: I honestly, I came, what's weird is I came up with the name first. So I had this idea, like I I love the story of Alice in Wonderland and this, the, the name Underland came to me. And once that came, I don't know, like I just started getting kind of like, I wanted to put it in the Haight-Ashbury district of San Francisco. And once that happened, I came up with the idea for the Vietnam vet and the white rabbit. It was his missing daughter that he's looking for. So he's on this quest. And, you know, it's Alice in Wonderland is so surreal. I mean, and so was the sort of like, you know, the LSD trippiness of uh, San Francisco at that time. So I just kind of like melded that idea together.
0: I love it. I love it were you like maybe you and Lydia were having dinner one night and your mouths were full and you're saying Alice in Wonderland but you're like Alice in Wonderland and then she was like did you say <laughs> Underland? Or
1: were, like, yes, were, were you at that dinner cuz that is exactly what, how it yeah.
0: happened. Yeah. Uh so I'm I'm stupid. I'm sorry oh my gosh okay so uh question four <laughs> all
1: right if i miss all four do i get anything
0: uh, yeah nothing okay um all right <laughs> yeah uh, yeah absolutely i'll come up with something uh, it, i need to come up with a booby prize uh, internet says it's true bo- booby prize um, yes that'd be great yeah it just maybe just like a little trophy that says it wasn't true or i i don't know like i <laughs> internet says it's true but i don't have my internet's out i don't know what it's gonna say Man, you can tell how tired I am by how I awful I, I just my my words don't come out when I'm this tired. Uh, <laughs> I'm recording this on a on a Wednesday night and I never never do that because um I have shows the rest of the week. So tomorrow right, night right. I'm I'm performing at the Buckeyes and Bourbon event which is a um an event at the uh Wild Goose Creative to raise awareness for and money for prostate cancer. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's um, the it's by uh, the late Demetrius Stanley. Um, this was a charity that's near and dear to his heart. And uh, his wife puts this on and uh, they saw me perform, you know, um, last year. And and so the kid asked me to come and perform. So shows Thursday, Friday night, I'm doing a thing. And then Saturday, I got to fly to Houston. And uh, yeah, it's it's nuts this week. Uh, OK, question four. We're going to play okay. for an admission of the best thing that's happened to us this year. So, okay. um, I, you know, whatever that may be. Wichita Falls is home to the Hotter Than Hell 100. Hotter Than Hell 100. Which one of these describes what that is? Is it <laughs> A, a bike race, B, a chili cook off, or C, a sweat lodge? I'm going to go with chili cook off. The answer, believe it or not, Jimmy. It's a bike race. You got all four. <laughs> God. <laughs> these are so hard this week. I'm so sorry. I feel bad. No, I feel bad okay. for bringing you on here and then just slapping you with these questions, but I love it. Um
1: I'm a gun for punishment. It's yeah, fine. Yeah.
0: So Wichita Falls is the home of this annual Hotter than Hell 100. It's it's known as the largest single-day century bicycle ride in the United States, one of the largest bike races in the world. It started as a way for the city to celebrate its centennial. But then the race takes place over a whole weekend in August. So Texas in August, they have a 10K, 25 mile, 50 mile, 100K, 75 mile and 100 mile bike race. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Can you do imagine going? It, it brings in 13,000 yeah. people to do this race. 100, 100 miles in August in Texas. Yeah, I've
1: been, I've been to Texas in August and I
0: didn't even want to walk. So I can't even imagine. Yeah. I had a show in San Antonio in August this year, and it was outdoors. It was 105 at like My 8 God. p.m. It was nuts. I was outdoors doing a show. Uh, it was it was crazy. Um, well, question five is for all the marbles. So this is your chance to get back and win. Okay. If you get this one right, you, I, you're, you're, we'll just call it five for five. And okay. We'll <laughs> that you didn't we're just going to lie. Okay, got yet. it. Uh, <laughs> so, so we're going to tell people it's 480 feet when it was really 480 inches. If you get it right, you're welcome back on the podcast. Anytime you get it wrong, you're banned for life. What oh, wow. landmark have you seen that looked or felt very different than you expected?
1: Well, uh, going back to the uh, the Stonehenge reference that we had earlier in Spinal Tap, I would probably say a landmark called Carhenge.
0: Have you heard of this? I've heard of it. Maybe in the desert somewhere? Is that? It right? is in
1: um, Alliance, Nebraska.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: my wife is a, is a big nerd when it comes to like roadside attractions, like she gets off on that stuff. So we had a, we were on a road trip and we stopped and it it was purported to be like the uh, replication, you know, a replica of, of Stonehenge, but with cars. So I, I was like, okay, well, this is going to be insane. It's going to be so grandiose. And we got there and it was, it was, it was not, not so much.
0: Why, why, what was it about that, that, it, it. I mean, it
1: was still, it was still like, it was f- still funny, but it was basically like the cars were just painted kind of a dull gray and it was, li- it was just like, you know, it was just, like spinal tap. It was just one, two cars and then another car on top of it. So it wasn't like big or anything. It was just <laughs> car, upright cars, you know, around every once in a while. It was, yeah. And that, that was, that was
0: about it. That's pretty, that's pretty great. And that's a That's a correct answer. Yes. I, um, for me, I, I was thinking about this question today, and I might keep this question for a while because I really like uh even though this is a story about a sort of landmark and a roadside attraction, this newbie McMahon tiny skyscraper is still there and, and people go okay. and see it. Um but for me, what really struck me as uh, you know, I grew up watching the Rose Bowl on TV in the Rose Bowl parade. Uh-huh. And then when I went to Pasadena for the first time, downtown Pasadena there's, I think it's like a library or a museum or something that they pass. It's this big brown building that you see on TV that they put the big Rose logo on. And uh-huh. it's so much smaller than I expected it to look. Um, that was just like a shock to me. Like I got there and I was right. like, I feel like I've seen this on TV my whole life and it's tiny. And then the Grand Canyon <laughs> was the opposite. The Grand Canyon, I got there and I couldn't express, like I couldn't understand how big it was. It was yeah, same. It, it, it Yeah, it just I couldn't make it work in my head. And I, right. I, and I spent the whole time taking photos of it and I got some great photos, but none of them do it justice. No, none and of them. I, agree. I feel like as a result, I feel like I haven't really seen the grand Canyon. I next time <laughs> I go back, I'm, I decided I'm not going to, um, you know, bring my camera at all. I'm just gonna, okay. I'm just gonna look at it. He's going to take mental pictures. Yeah. I think that's the best way because there are yeah. probably better like landscape photographers than me that I could buy their art if I want to. And, uh, meanwhile, like I'm, I was missing it. So, uh, but I do remember looking at it and being like, I, I don't comprehend the size of this. I don't understand when it starts and stops. It's just everywhere. So I definitely want to go back sometime. Well, you got that one, right? Which means that you went five for five, which is incredible. I don't know how you did it. For those of you just tuning in, Jimmy just aced the quiz I'm just um, that good. Yeah, which. You did it. Normally play Congratulations. That when, when people ace it. Um, <laughs> so uh, tell people where they can find you. Um, are you still tweeting? I know that like you used to uh, be great on Twitter and now Twitter's just. Yeah. Are threading? I, I, where, where are you? Where are your witticisms landing these days? Other than Shadowbox Live.
1: Uh, You can find me on Facebook, Jimmy Mac, and uh, it's M-A-K. And Mm -hmm. other than that, you just got to come down to Shadowbox and check out the shows.
0: Yeah, go to shadowboxlive.org. And you can, if you're ever in central Ohio, hell, if you're ever in Ohio, it's worth the drive from anywhere, you know, in in this region to come to a show and see it. There's no place like it. Uh, It's really, really incredible. So uh, good to see you. Uh, Let's do this again sometime soon, man.
1: I always have a blast. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: That's all for this week. Thank you so much to Jimmy Mack for being my guest and thanks to you for listening. Here's the voice of the world's smallest thigh scraper. What the hell am Thank I? Thank you what? for listening to the Internet Says It's True. To listen to episodes ad free and a week early, support us on Patreon. You can do that at patreon.com forward slash Michael Kent. If you learned something just now that you didn't already know, go to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review with five stars and a few words. That helps us a ton because that's how the algorithm works. I don't know what an algorithm is, but just do it. See you next week for a brand new episode of The Internet Says It's True. The Internet Says It's True would like to thank the Patreon subscribers whose monthly contributions help to make this show possible. Sean Brown, Joshua Endress, Dallas Ray, Bryce Swanson, Eugene Anderson, Jim and Joanne Martin, Mitch and Andrew Joseph Kemplin, and the show's official emperor, KickTrack. The show is written and produced by me, Michael Kent. The theme song is by Finite Music Forge, and all audio clips in this episode are used for education and commentary and used under Fair Use Title 17 U.S.C. Section 107. You can listen to past episodes by searching for The Internet Says It's True wherever you get your podcasts, and you can see bonus content at patreon.com slash Kent.